All right, and welcome to another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. As always, it's me, Anthony Cardoza. And today, guys, we have a very special guest, straight from the living room of the house. Her name is Alex Rush. Woo! Hi. You're supposed to pump yourself up, Alex. I'm not good at being my own hype man. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to sort of expand on the uh, Paging Dr. Love episode we did with Louis Ortiz. We're going to ask our guest some questions because she has a very unique perspective i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> i listened to that it was it was a fun episode to listen to great i'm glad to hear that so um we're gonna get into your relationship dynamic i'm very interested to hear about that but let's just get to know you first so alex tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from um that's always kind of tricky because i grew up in a couple different places i was born here in california i grew up in a small town in the midwest in illinois uh, I spent a little bit of time in Florida and moved back here. Where's, um, in Illinois, what ages were you living in? Um, I spent, like, uh, every summer to, like, half a year there since I was really little. And then I spent probably a whole, I spent my whole couple years between, like, seven and nine there. And then I moved here as a teenager, which is probably, in my opinion, the best way to do the Midwest. You get to have that whole little small town, cute, awesome thing, and then get out when you're a teenager and things get not as cool right i think it's a, a really cool place to raise kids because there's like you said the whole farm life thing you get used to getting dirty and not I, as many weird rapists around and whatnot <laughs> you don't know that when you're that's little. true that's very uh, true <laughs> i think that uh i think that it it's so it's different I, I don't know i don't know if it's romantic lens when you look back at mm -hmm. when you were younger and you're like oh that was great all my friends lived across the alley and my mom's best friend grew up to become a sheriff or whatever that was but um <laughs> But I, but I know that not every small town, like if I went back and I visited it and it's completely not that. And I would see it, it just the entire town. Cause the whole, the whole problem with not like, I know you guys don't do like politics and stuff, but a lot of problem with the Midwest is there's no industry. So it's a lot of poverty. Mm -hmm. The only industry, the only thing people really can do is either you go into nursing to take care of old people or you are old and you're dying and that's it. And if you want to do anything else, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. So so was your area like more f farm life or was it just like you're saying, just kind of like a we, poor neighborhood with just those? We were, uh, it's Danville, Illinois. It was a suburb out like a couple hours out of Chicago. Danville? Danville. Danville. If you like, um, <laughs> <laughs> the reason, the one thing I always remember about it that my dad used to always talk about because he really liked like uh, old, do you, you ever watch that Public Enemy with John Dillinger played Fuck by yeah. Johnny Depp? Mm -hmm. John Dillinger that was his hunting ground and Danville was the only little oh. town that he never robbed from because we were surrounded by train tracks. Mm. Most people don't know who John Dillinger fun is. Fun fact. So. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. So, okay, so you got a little bit of that and then you said from there, where did you move to? I grew up in Reseda, Van Nuys, Reseda area. Oh, that's where um, Daniel LaRusso from the Karate Kids yeah, from. It's also like, was porn industry oh, yeah, that's area, 100%. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't grow up in like the best areas for okay. a while. And then when I, we, when uh, my dad, well, my mom remarried and we moved up here and it's like much nicer up here. But when right. I was living, when I moved here, when in like, oh, five or oh six, went to Mir. Mir was still Mir was different. rough around that time. Yeah. yeah. We, it's, it's, it's not what it is now. Now it's no. really nice. But. Yeah. Even five years ago, I tell people like my neighborhood was not the kind of place where you could just walk your dogs and stuff like that. And now mm -hmm. it's, she actually. I can I, now walk over on Figueroa by All-Star Market at night and I'm like, well, whatever. But I would not have done that when no. I was younger. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny because I'm. one of our friends was down and he was like his first time visiting my area and we went to All-Star Liquor and 
when we walked in, a fight broke out. These two guys started fighting. Yeah, and I just like right. stepped over them, paid for myself, and left. And my friend was like, that's oh, my do. God, what did you see? <laughs> He's like freaking out. I was that's like, yeah, so just, normal. don't get involved, bro. <laughs> okay, The people cool. who run it are super duper nice. And for the most part, I have a friend that just moved over there recently but he used to live in the nicer part of pastina and so he's like oh i don't like this area it's rough and i just want to be like oh dude dude it's fine yeah i know people right? are growing gardens in their front yard it's yeah, cool now we have a coffee shop like a what is it that unincorporated what do you how do you say it a, um... oh the one at the top of uh over here at the top of the street yeah yeah unincorporated there's another one down the street that's like highlight or something yeah, and now you get hipsters Lincoln. hanging outside with their dogs i'm like yeah. that shit's crazy <laughs> yeah that is there was nothing up here no it was it was rough before but yeah it's moving in the right direction i guess um so what are your go-to i always just ask people this like for movies what do you like to watch do you have a tv show you grew up on or something come to mind if i say oh, that oh man i'm probably a bad person to ask about tv because i didn't get to actually watch a lot of it when i was younger i'm just starting to now really like get to watch movies and stuff like you guys you have a lot of stuff i've come here before and i've heard you do quotes when you like are talking on your podcast and stuff and i wish i was one of those people but most of the time i'm one of those people that people do pop culture and i totally don't know what's going on no that's a good thing i think um i it's really hard for me to read but if you give me a movie, I'll know what you're talking about, even if I haven't seen it, just because that's how I register information. <laughs> I am not like that. I love reading. I worked for a bookstore, and yeah, I'm totally like that. Um, my Some of my favorite movies are, I've rewatched Cloud Atlas a fucking ton. I really like um, What Dreams May Come. Basically anything that kind of deals with like an existential, time travel cool thing. Yeah, I'm really okay. into that stuff. So you go for more of like the uh, imaginative kind of things. Yeah, I... I don't know. I like like if TV shows like True Detective. I basically like things that make me think. Season also, one, if I season one of True Detective, yeah, yeah it's one, one of the greatest yeah, uh, yeah series. If you <laughs> if I sit if I can, oh, there's a kind of a running joke between my friends that we'll sit down and watch a TV show or a movie, and nine times out of ten, I can already predict the end of the movie even if I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So if I can sit down and watch a movie and I'm wrong, I like it. Yeah, we actually just watched. Um, fuck, I think it's called I See You. It's a Helen Hunt movie, and she hasn't been anything in a long time. But I kept being like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it kept switching on me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, shit. I was excited because I was wrong. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. It wasn't like That's a fucking... Best thing. Yeah, it wasn't like predictable like every other horror movie was. So I was super excited about that. <laughs> yeah, every, every time I sit down, if I can watch a movie and I am wrong... Or at the very end, it goes a different direction. I'm like, oh, shit. I did yeah. not yeah, know yeah. that. It's yeah. like, okay. Like, I watched um, A Quiet Place. Have you seen that? No, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it just was like a different take on a movie, and I liked it, but I didn't like the movie. And everyone's like, you don't like the movie? I was like, I liked the fact that it was out of the ordinary, and I didn't really understand yeah, you, the, the plot. Yeah, I feel like people don't appreciate that enough. Like, you yeah. can sit there and go like, okay, like, this wasn't a good movie, but it's not like a movie for me. Yeah, okay? I was like, it's I a great like idea. It. I was like, it's an original yeah. idea. I was like, that's really cool. And same with, um, yeah, just other other movies like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a great concept for a movie. I could respect that. But the movie itself, I was like, eh. Yeah, my boyfriend's like that. Like he, he and I have totally different taste in movies and entertainment. Like he wants like the very clean cut, know exactly what's gonna happen. If something happens and it like it's like he gets confused. He's like, all right, quit. I don't like this movie. Let's watch something else. It's trash. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like he made me watch. Oh, I'm trying to remember what. I can't remember the name of it right now. But we watched. Um, we watched Dreamhouse that has Daniel Craig in it. 
yesterday or like the day before yesterday it's a scary movie but not really a scary movie but it did one of those things where i I was wrong i thought it was gonna go one way i thought it was gonna be a ghost movie or something Mm. like that and it went a totally different direction and but he made me watch some awful god-awful movie like three days before that was about some it was supposed to be a scary movie it was about some woman and her husband and they're trying some kinky shit and he dies in the middle of her being handcuffed to the bed i can't remember the name of this movie i'm sorry oh i know what you're talking about and they're like in a cabin or something like yeah. that yeah and then he dies and then she's her trapped in the house and she's like going kind of crazy so she's talking to herself and then a dog gets in the house and like it basically you think the whole time it's supposed <laughs> to be a scary movie but it's really just her having a psychotic episode and then it goes into some trauma and basically the whole movie i was like this is really weird and dumb and i don't like it yeah <laughs> and there was no point to it and then, and then he just we watched this other movie with daniel craig and at least there was like plot and like some interesting substance and a murder and it just totally turned to a different and movie. daniel craig gotta love daniel, and daniel craig, craig. <laughs> and he was like nah this movie's garbage you like shit movies i was like uh uh-uh, uh-uh. he also like hills have eyes and i really didn't like hills have eyes yeah that's a little rough because the whole raping thing i don't I the can't whole really, thing I, yeah. yeah i don't like that stuff i don't like that shit either yeah. i'm just like it's too much i get he it likes like the it's almost like action has to be in every element too i don't mm. know we're very different people Fast. i tried getting him to watch uh, altered carbon which is another amazing tv show on netflix mm-hmm. that's just amazing i have the book it's so good and he like watched half one episode and he was like no i don't want to do this because it took too much work for my dad's like this too if it takes too much work for you to it? follow right because you, you have to pay attention like you can't be on your phone texting you have to actually like specifically falter carbon if you're not paying attention and an actor changes it's the same character it's the same character but you weren't paying attention now you're lost right yeah um yeah that's what's interesting about um like older shows like fresh prince of bel-air or something like that where you could just hop in and you kind of know what's going on which is nice and then there's shows where you have to like constantly follow every episode yeah. Like, even the sitcom genre, like How I Met Your Mother, I didn't like that because it was a good show and it's funny. And Barney's like one of the greatest characters ever, but yeah, you, you have to follow every he episode to kind of know where they're at. And I'm like, wait, I thought they were together. Now they're not. And it's, I was always yeah, thrown off. Same way. I would jump in and I'd watch it every now and then because my friends really liked it. And I would enjoy an individual episode, but also be really confused. Because, right. Because there's the still humor in it and you can still catch on, but, but then you're like, a, why is this? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Comedy's a little bit harder to do that. But right. If it's a cerebral TV show, I. Like, like with true crime or anything like that. I, that's my shit. Yeah, like True Detective. I, yeah. I watched it twice before I actually watched the series because I was putting it on and I was getting lost. So I would turn, because I wasn't paying attention. Then I would turn it off. And then when I actually started watching it, I binge watched like six or seven episodes straight that night. Mm-hmm. And um, now I've watched that series like five times. Yeah. <laughs> Just with Woody Harrelson and Matthew And that was such good casting. Like oh my the chemistry God. was insane. And I tried watching the second, um, yeah and it's I just, just i don't even think i had to finish it but then i jumped to the one that has um i can never say his name right marshala mars ali oh the third season I fucking, i'm sorry i can't say and steven dorf yeah right. it's was it was actually really good and i think i only i think i've only gotten a few episodes in but i went all right yeah this is where we're at i like it but it mm. has that same kind of vibe to it like the second season kind of went into this like 70s in the city kind of thing yeah i think i just dig it better when it's in like a small town and there's shit going on in the woods that whole superstitious stuff i like it (laughs) i hear you on that one i definitely the vince vaughn character and the whole casino thing i was like eh, it's been done (laughs) (laughs) so um you're also an artist right yeah um did you go to school for that did you just been because i know you sell some stuff too and i used to do it full time i used to work at conventions i okay uh i've been drawing to answer that first question i've been drawing forever Mm -hmm. um 
I got really into anime, but to be fair, not to be that person, but I was in anime before everybody else knew what anime was. I had a, my, after my mom and my dad split, my paternal father, Mm -hmm. uh, he ended up dating and getting married to this woman that used to import things from out of the country. And I used to see anime from her on these VHS tapes and you had to like special order it and drive to like the middle of nowhere to find these little stores that would bring in foreign things. Anyway, I got really, really into it. Nobody knew what it was and you really want to learn how to draw anime. So then you start learning to draw anime and then you get older and you're like, anime is cool, but I want to draw other things. And that's kind of where my basis came from. But there is really good money in going to anime conventions if you know how to draw and oh, you buy yeah. a booth. Because mm-hmm. it's not just anime people that go to conventions. Like if you like comics, if you like a TV show, like... I think I made my best money. I really love this TV show called Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I was so into it. And I used to go, uh, I'd probably in four days make um, over $1,000. Mm. And I'd only work like five hours or whatever because you only can be there while that hall is open. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot of money. I did take classes after I graduated out of um, high school. I did take like a watercolor class because my medium is watercolor, alcohol-based markers, mixed media, I never did get to do oil because it was too expensive and I didn't have the kind of money and go to school for that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I I don't know. You just keep trying. Everything that you like, you go down to Blix, you buy a couple, you go home, you try it. And we do customized work for people too, right? Yeah. Didn't she paint one of your co-workers naked or something like that (laughs) on a boat, Titanic style? (laughs) That's tricky. Uh, She had this guy that she really, really liked and that's kind of classy, but she wanted to give, instead of giving him a selfie, she wanted to, I don't know. Instead of giving him a selfie, she really wanted to do a a picture that was painted of her, but kind of like, you know, Titanic style. But it wasn't that risque. It was just really pretty, and it was with a nice little thong, and it was cute. She had the diamond in her butt cheeks. (laughs) It was just like perfect angle. Mostly face, but you could see. It was nice. It was nice. Mm. Yeah, uh, I did that for her. It was really cool. I really liked doing it. Tasteful butt cheeks. Yeah, yeah tasteful. Okay. But can you imagine that going out with a girl and, she, and you're like, hey, well, you send me nudes cus- and she's like, wait, hold up, hold up, yeah. hold up. Two weeks later, <laughs> I got painting for you. That's great. I fucking no. loved it when she told me to do that. Yeah, that's a that's a great customized project to get it's to It's different. Someone. She's interesting. I, when people do stuff like that, I'm always like, dang, I would not have thought to do that. Oh, yeah. When some original shit like that pops in my mind, I'm like, damn it. You were just talking <laughs> to some girl and like she ended up showing up with that. I don't know how close they were yet. Like my impression was they had just been kind of dating for like a couple months but he's like nobody's drawn me a picture and had it sent to me of tasteful nude not yet not (laughs) yet okay so let's get into the uh relationship stuff yeah the good stuff the good no that was great stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's good to give a little background too because if you just have someone on and you're talking to them and they start spouting off some crazy shit and Mm. like oh yeah it was I already, you know uh, I, mean? <laughs> I already knew this was going to be kind of interesting when I did this because I've been doing a lot of soul searching with some of this stuff. Ooh. So I, I had preemptively been like, all right, well, we're going to talk about some uh, some stuff today. <laughs> so what, so just um, tell me about your current dating situation. Let's... I am bisexual and polyamorous. So I have a uh, girlfriend and a boyfriend. I've been dating my girlfriend for six years and my boyfriend a little over a year. Oh, wow. And they've met each other. We've gone out to concerts. They're cool. It's a little bit tricky, but we'll get into that. <laughs> about, like, how they feel about each other. Because it depends on who I'm mad at and who I'm talking to at the time. Right, right. And it's so interesting because uh, we always try to, I think, when, obviously, you heard that one episode. But it's like when the guys are together, we try to navigate. And I think we're on the same page. And then you talk to a girl and you're like, maybe we're fucking completely wrong. And everybody has their own take on things. But 
to talk to someone that's got experience dating girls and guys it's like a very it's good very different. Yeah, very i felt for, for some of the answers you guys are giving i might not agree with it because i know what the girl said is but at the same time i was like yeah but i get it yeah some <laughs> of the stuff you're like yeah they fucking do that you know what's interesting is when he was on he was kind of giving me more like option wise and i think it made me more yeah but maybe this could be this way or maybe that could be that way but generally i'm like mm-hmm. nah it's this yeah <laughs> I'm Not everybody's like a, the same, that's yeah. for sure. You should walk into that with everything about relationships. Like, I'm probably going to say things that I feel they're just for myself, but, like, polyamory in itself is an umbrella term. There is so many ways to go about doing it, and I'm just one flavor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, um, so how did it happen with the the girlfriend? Let's start with, because that's, you, you said six years. Oh, that's a fun fun story there's a there's a joke in kind of in the queer community about how like lesbians date ex-girlfriends that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i had a girlfriend that i met down here at one of those conventions and i really liked her uh man i don't like want to shit talk my exes because like (laughs) (laughs) no please do (laughs) Uh, because i don't have any bad feelings with her now but our relationship was not good younger Um, too right it was one of those relationships where it was weird um it's not like I think I was hot shit, but there's a, when you do those circuits enough, there's people who get like a lot of, like get well known. Like you go, oh, there's people who go looking for specific artists or I, I really don't know how to explain it. Like, I thought you were talking about dating. I was like. No, this yeah. is how I'm, I'm talking about my first relationship. We're going to do the whole drama talk. No, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, the relationship I had with her started to feel a little bit like, um, I don't know if you've ever dated a, dated a girl or dated someone where it felt like they were dating you for an idea that they just really liked, mm. but they weren't really into you. And then like. Yeah, so I you felt, see that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like um, she really liked the attention it kind of brought to date me because I was, I was kind of like more well known in certain circles, but we didn't work out. But she had a best friend slash roommate that she used to like. She would just I would bust. I remember this is the first like the most romantic gesture I've ever done for a girl, which was I just super duper liked her and she had just moved to San Francisco to start going to college and I had never taken a bus by myself or anything and I bought myself a Greyhound at like 10 o'clock at night and went up on one of those like four hour five no it's like San Francisco so like a six hour bus ride by myself on a Greyhound I was like 20 21 I don't know I had no business me doing that by myself when I was that young (laughs) Uh, which isn't like that young but I just think about how you probably don't want girls by themselves not tell I didn't tell my parents I did it by myself on like at night and saw her and then she was like oh that's cool and then she just like ditched me for the day kind of anyway so I got to meet she didn't she had like this weird thing where she didn't want me to meet any of her friends or anything but her roommate I did get to know skipping ahead of some stuff because complicated shitty relationship stuff the roommate that I ended up meeting going to become really good friends with after my girlfriend and I split up I ended up dating the roommate who was straight she's there to console you or she thought she was straight (laughs) 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 whatever that's how it is sometimes (laughs) and she's the one I've been um, dating this whole time I've dated her all the way through college and out of college and now yeah she's one of the uh sweetest nicest tenderest people and i am an asshole so it leads to a lot of problems sometimes (laughs) the yin and the yang gotta get a little bit (laughs) so when you say that she was straight up until that point um now does she see you exclusively or does she have um, she that's the she i don't know i feel like we've had this conversation and she's one of those people who's really fluid like she's open to if she wanted to date somebody else she would date somebody else but uh, up until this point she hasn't wanted to it's and she looks at herself as like okay 
I'm dating you and you're dating someone else and that's great and I know what we are and we know what you are and like this is this is like when we talk about polyamory there's different ways to do it um the the relationship that I have is a closed relationship so she's not dating anybody and he's not dating anybody we're just all like I'm seeing him and I'm seeing her that a girl (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay like if um my boyfriend was like, oh, there's this girl I really like, like, and like, I want to go on a date. I want to talk to her. The important part is communication. It's like the most important part. You have to talk oh, to me about imagine. it. I can imagine. Yeah, you have to be because on Because if he just was like dated some other girl and then I found out about it and he was like, well, you have a girlfriend. I'm like, that's right. fucking not how that works. Because if I were going to, like when I met him, even before we were even dating or really talking, I remember talking to my girlfriend specifically and being like, I met this guy. I really don't want to like him, but I do like him. And she and I had had conversations about polyamory because I knew how I was. I had had, um, the reason I, when you're queer, you are spending your entire life kind of coming out and realizing certain situations and things about yourself. You're always meeting people and you always have to introduce who you are, which is actually, you have to pick and choose who you come out to. Like most people, like Nick, your girlfriend knows who I am and what I'm about but I do not talk to people at my work about it because I've worked in three different places where people have found out and I got into like cases like HR cases people like it wasn't me but there was another girl that I was working with that I was like friends with and they found out that she was gay and they like keyed her car and started stalking her outside of work and they that same group didn't know I was gay but I ended up going with her into her HR case and it was just, it's stuff like that. Like, you don't, it's California. Because she was gay? Yeah, they found out that she was dating one of the girls on the night crew or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, I guess one of the guys. In, was the girl on the night crew really hot? She was cute. Okay. They're all taking all she was sisters. Cute. <laughs> she, was, she was cute, but she was, this girl, I really liked her uh, as a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really into, like, MILFs. Like, she nice. really liked dating older women. <laughs> Uh, and she was a really pretty older woman, not my type, but I like was like, oh, yeah, I pro- probably would have seen that coming because I know who she was. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys on the crew, he had liked that girl. And so when he found out that she was gay, she looked at he looked at it like, oh, fuck that. That's wrong. And like totally did the <sighs> homophobic freak out thing. of mm. How can you like a woman? But not me. Like and that happens a lot. And this is like I said, this is California. People want to be like, oh, California's great. It's the bastion of everything. Well, see, that's not. that's the thing too. And the same thing with like race. Like, oh, that doesn't exist over here. It's like it fucking does. It's just yeah, it's, it's not different. as in your face or. My or family is um, biracial, and we're always having that conversation with my younger brother because he's black and white. And my mom and I came from the Midwest, and I li- my my paternal father lives in Florida, and. Like, he's always saying some shit and getting into trouble. And my mom's like, you got to be careful. You got to, like, you have to have that conversation with kids. And it's fucked up. You even have to do that. But even in California, like, he doesn't know. And people think in California, like, oh, it's not. Like, right before all of this protesting and everything that was happening, how many people were like, what? That happens? No. It's oh, insane. God. I was, uh, but I, was t- I talked about this on the podcast before because they did um, Making Making Murder. And it was, like, such a fascinating uh, documentary. And everyone was super into it. And mm-hmm. I was like. Well, you don't think cops frame poor people or minorities or All black people? You know, I was just like, I was like, to me, I was like, are you fucking kidding it's me? It's a kind of opportunity. <laughs> I have an aunt that's a police officer, and even right now, she's like, ah, fucking. I know you don't like. Okay, so social media, I do not like it, but it's yeah. almost like a necessity because mm-hmm. if I want to do art, and you have to. Anyway, um, my I'm, I feel like. Uh, Instagram. I know Instagram is owned by Facebook, which is already ugh. But <laughs> Instagram is starting to feel like how Facebook felt like when you got to that age and your parents started joining. And you're yeah. like, all right, time to leave. Yeah. My aunt's now on there, and she's always posting. 
whatever stuff about like uh police because she's like pro blue police brutality non-existent thing she used to be a police officer and i'm just sitting there and i'm like you can't yeah. you no, can't do me. that I, I understand yeah it's that i think that the thing that's really infuriating is um it used to be like some people would go on rants once once in a while but for the most part it was like oh here's my dog here's my vacation and i'm like oh cool and now it's such a platform like that's why i got off facebook because it's just yelling into a fucking void oh, you know like oh i got the divisive <laughs> like, and, uh, and you know? the louder you are the cooler you think you are yeah and it's just really like kind of the opposite and like you said i i, I got off social media for about a month and i felt way better my buddy's doing it right now but it's like a co- detox it's yeah so it really fucking... is it feels good and you're not stressed and you're not mad for no fucking reason and you know but doing comedy and stuff like that it's you got to be plugged in and you know you miss yeah, opportunities if, if you're like in slide. the arts like you have to fucking always be involved in it and i hate it it's like this awful toxic like symbiotic relationship yeah it's horrible because <laughs> it's like part of it's like oh there's people i don't see on the regular i get to see them we somewhat feel connected if i see them it's not weird yeah. or whatever i haven't seen this guy in 10 I years i think but. that the benefit of social media because i don't want to be those people like you social media is awful because there are definitely good things like i think the best thing that i get out of it is i follow a lot of other artists mm-hmm. if i mean following friends is nice and i do do that obviously with very like a few friends but using um social media platforms to like find out about people's music different types of art that are getting done mm-hmm. when like somebody has a gig like that's what i think the best use of it is yeah but when you start following like i don't know uh, like wh- okay i don't know if actually i there are some things i don't know if men have this as big of an impact on it but i have watched like friends or even my girlfriend following people who do those like elaborate things off to bali and like the newest prettiest thing and like i literally have watched her tank because she'll be following too many people that are more obsessed with like living this ideal perfect beautiful life Mm. that like and then that you sit at home and you're like, why am I not doing that? Or like, why am I not that thin? Right. Or why do I not look like that? And it's like this really tricky mix. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, um, social media. Yeah, I know. It's fucking, trust me. It's something like <laughs> We could I, do a I, whole episode just talking Yeah, just about talking, shit talking. Awful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So that's your girlfriend and you guys are together. And then how did you meet your boyfriend? Uh, I met him at work. Okay. And which is, I actually... <laughs> in the in the not sexist way don't i really don't like men oh yeah i don't blame okay. <laughs> when they're older when they're older it's a little bit better because i feel yeah. like you guys get your fuckery out of your way a little bit mm-hmm. but um i just i i'm really parent i'm like a anxious paranoid person and i feel like some of the worst things that have happened to me come from interacting with ill intentions you guys did that whole thing where you were talking about oh that for, when you're first dating a guy that first month that's a fucking fake don't like get sucked into oh, yeah, that yeah <laughs> yeah i am very aware of that so whenever someone starts talking to me immediately i'm like go away right <laughs> and right. i met this per- i met this guy and he was like really authentic which he's still pretty much the same person but you know like you put the little icing on it it's it's a pretty it's a pretty picture right uh he uh, i am a sucker i really like music i listen to so much music and my favorite band is the national mm-hmm. and most a lot of people don't know what it at least not in every day like if you run into the rock or hipster kids and they're like oh yeah the national da, 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 da. but uh he went oh you he named my favorite song and then he went and then he listed my favorite lyric off, off it and i was like oh fuck i'm done <laughs> he got me <laughs> i know it's like and i always and the thing that's kind of funny is like i've made jokes about that before to my friends like if i meet a guy and he he in order for me to get in order for me to pay attention he'd have to like list some shit that's like unique to me like oh list your favorite 
book or your favorite movie or your favorite like that's like a thing I always make those jokes because it seems like something really stupid maybe I watch a lot of 500 days of summer type things but anyway He's like, oh hey did you like puppies <laughs> your favorite so fruits basic. apples it's so basic. <laughs> but he did he, he likes he he knew exactly what band and then said my favorite song and my favorite line and I was like oh fuck and that's the, actually probably the same day I went and I talked to my girlfriend and we've been dating each other for like four five years and I was like oh, okay well there's this guy, and I actually went out of my way to avoid him because I really didn't want to get involved in that situation because my girlfriend and I are very open in our communication, but we've, like, struggled a lot of things, re- like, not recently, but through that period. Mm-hmm. And the thing about polyamory, if you're ever thinking about it and you're already in a relationship and you want to enter it, polyamory doesn't make relationships better. It highlights difficulties you have to face. So I knew she and I were having a lot of problems and I didn't want to jump into dating somebody before she and I were on good enough ground to be like, okay, person. So you're not like like hopping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use it as like an escape. And if you already have like communications, like uh, jealousy is a thing in polyamory. It's not like, it's not like you go into polyamory and you're like, oh, I can date multiple people because I don't get jealous. Like some people might be like that, but most people, they do. They just communicate it you have to be like okay well why am i feeling this way why am i jealous like oh you don't make you make time to go see a movie with them but like you haven't come and had dinner with me like you have to actually have those conversations and that's like so many questions i want to ask you in that sentence you just yeah (laughs) okay well like let's do it (laughs) whatever you want to jump into i feel like you're asking me a question i'm giving you a whole dialogue no no no. i'm actually just general like i think like i said um we're about 30 minutes in which is good we got a good foundation we're getting to know you a little bit we're getting to see where your relationship started but it's also important for me to say, like, I know the, uh, when I realized that this was how I was, because I had had situations where I was growing up and I had had intense feelings for maybe, like, I was dating someone, but my best friend, like, I was, like, I would realize how intense my feelings were for my best friend. Um, I think a lot of people, especially if you've been raised monogamous, which most people have, and you think that you're monogamous, being monogamous is totally fine. Uh, but uh wow taking (laughs) that threw me off um (laughs) taking uh being realizing that you're monogamous and then looking at polyamory the instinct is to say uh that this person or whoever they are they're just not satisfied they're greedy which is also really shitty because i'm bisexual so normally we already get tossed that greedy shit and for people who are who are straight Y'all probably didn't know, but in the queer community, bisexuals are treated like shit, too. Yeah, because gay people... Yeah, right? Because I was about to say... They consider us dirty. Mm. Uh, And there's actually a thing specifically in, like... Not all lesbians are like this, but there is kind of, like, a segment of the gay community that they... To do this thing that's called, like, Gold Star. I was about to say, like, a platinum. uh, Someone that's never been with a girl. If you've never been with a boy... Or if you've never been with a boy, I'm talking like a twelve. <laughs> if you've never, if you've never been dicked down, <laughs> then uh, you're considered a gold star. You're you're untainted. And people who are bisexual, if you're a woman, you're considered to just be experimenting. Even in the gay community, they treat you like that. If you're a woman, you're experimenting. If you're if you're a guy and you're bisexual, you're just gay and you haven't fully come out of the closet. There's like a weird double edged thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. gay community, like we. Uh, there's lots of layers we've got our own shit going on that we need to address we have problems with racism and prejudice and treating and like gatekeeping who's allowed to be in it Mm -hmm. anyway i forgot how i was going to like this general section but uh um no you just we were we were kind of moving on you just said you just wanted to add that because you wanted to just explain a little bit of um where you're coming from kind of right 
is what yeah. you're saying uh, oh so like people looking at um not even just bisexuality but polyamory the idea is like they're just they can't settle down they're just fucking around they're whatever it is they're cheating um it's not like that you have to come into it like if you have an immature mindset or like there's people who when you have a partner that is all you want you feel completely happy that it's like who you are like do your thing that's cool uh i guess i remember having a friend that really wanted me to like have this conversation with him because he didn't really get it he wanted to like i don't get polyamory can you give me like an example of what the fuck it is you're really doing here mm-hmm. and i went well you have different kinds of friends for things like for everything right like there's a you Gym have you have or, your mm. well you have like your best friend and that's the one he like just hang out and like smoke or whatever with but you like go and you hang out with so-and-so when you want to like go work on cars or you want to go hiking and then right. there's someone else well does that mean you don't love your best friend mm-hmm. you're going and like the way to look at it is like I guess the way it, I don't want to say look at it, because like I said, everybody's fasted. There's different ways like to see it. But um, in polyamory, it's not that I love my girlfriend any less or I get any less from her because I'm seeing my boyfriend. It's that uh, I have the capacity to love multiple people and that the things that you have that friend that really hates horror movies, which is fine because you have that other friend who really likes horror movies Mm -hmm. they're just filling other parts of you and if there are overlapping parts it's awesome actually because it means you get to all go out together but this requires that all of you guys are all on the same page you're all talking you all understand where you guys are at you're all being adults and if there's a jealous situation you have a conversation about it like you asked me earlier um if he wanted to date someone or if she wanted somebody else where does that put me at as long as the conversation's been had and like it's not about it's not about my loss or like what am i doing wrong Mm -hmm. if you don't look at it like that you look at it instead of like well what do you need then that's the conversation you're really having right and i think it's one of those things that if you could try to explain it the best you can but some people just aren't going to get it oh i know right that's That's why i don't talk to it sucks because there's this weird thing where like part of gay pride is being able to like stand out and be like super like this is what the fuck i am blah 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 but there's just certain parts of the queer community that you're not gonna you can't just walk out with like there's uh socially acceptable people are starting to understand the gay community in a very two-dimensional way there are so many different types of people right it's like that's what they do that's pretty much where i'm at where it's like that's what you want to do that's cool i don't give a fuck what you do that's like sort of where I'm at, but I think um, the more people explain to me, I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know. But yeah, yeah there's it's just like, a lot of stuff you didn't know. You yeah, didn't know, you exactly. didn't know, and maybe you didn't care, but you just didn't know. Right. And then there's other people who are like, all right, I guess the gays can get married. What do yeah. you mean they can have three or four boyfriends? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's just... adding to it. So it's, it's it's a lot like being an addict. Um, there's just so many things that people don't understand. They just see it from the outside perspective, and there's so many different things that are going on inside of, that are a lot more intricate that don't just get fixed by don't fucking drink don't don't do drugs yeah it doesn't fucking work that way <laughs> you know it's like it's just weird biologically what I, yeah it's 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 a lot to explain so i just was trying to uh take a little weight off your shoulders i don't want you to feel like you have to no I'm, you know. uh, i mean i did walk into this is like like uh do i have to speak like a representative yeah i don't Not want you to do that i don't want you to do that no i, I think everyone's individualized and i think you, you're doing I know, a great I keep job on, like, explaining backtracking it. Mean, like hey but i'm not like the only person this is just my relationship well but, it's, uh, it's normal because you know people are going to listen to it and you want to make sure that your message is clear but at the same point people are always going to poke and i know and i know I, <laughs> and I know i just said that whole thing about like friends and some people are gonna be like that's not the same da, da, da. but i just 
I don't know how to explain it to people. Yeah, that's like, your thing. You, though, for you you came to an age where you never questioned if you liked the opposite gender, and you were like, "That's cool." And some people came to a point where they realized they like the same gender, and that's what it was. And then there's some people who just happen to be like me, and they're like, "Man, I am completely infatuated and love these two people. They are." completely perfect i like not perfect because you're not supposed to look at people like that but <laughs> like I, I like absolutely love these people they're the two best people i've ever met in my entire life and the same love that i have for one i feel for the other and as long as like everybody in that circuit is minding their business and they care about each other and that's what they want like that's what they want you don't have to understand it like right i don't i don't do trigonometry but i know it exists like, <laughs> exactly <laughs> or whatever the fuck you want to no, that's a good one it. okay so you said for your boyfriend it was um that he knew some things about he and i got like a deep musical connection don't get right. me wrong he like fucking pisses me off and does all that shit that guys do that i can't stand so but that was something that you were looking for like you were not looking for but that was something that <laughs> attracted to it. i fell into it it's the same way when you meet somebody else and, like if you it's al- it's almost like when you're just minding your business and you meet someone and there's like a chemistry and you're like oh damn but the difference is if you're <laughs> the difference is if you're really monogamous you probably look at it and you're like oh, I got chemistry with this person, but I'm like, I'm in love with this other person. It's not worth it. Whereas I am, I know what I am. I'm comfortable with it. It never changed the love that I had for my girlfriend. I had a conversation with her before I ever even did anything with it. And then I had to have that conversation with him, which was actually really fucking scary because like I said, this happened, I met him at work, which means I don't bring my queer identity to work and I don't bring polyamory to work. I don't bring any of that. So I had to like have that conversation come out twice at once which was fucking terrifying (laughs) and to be honest uh i have like certain feelings about it that because he's straight and he's never been in this kind of situation before i still have feelings about it where i almost kind of look at it and to be fair you guys kind of had this conversation in that other episode that you did where if it's another woman it's okay right but and that's kind of complicated because I guess I'm lucky that it's another woman, but in a way, like the way polyamory works, I almost feel sad because the way I feel about him doesn't change no matter who the other partner was. It was almost like I passed the test. If it's another girl, it's cool because it doesn't count because it's not a dick. And that's kind of sad. Oh, for the guy, you're saying? Like, just in, well, just the way that, like, when you, okay, so the specific thing you guys talked about in the previous episode was about cheating, actually. Mm-hmm. You guys were mentioning, like, oh, shit, because you cheat on a chick. You had said specifically, like, oh, like, no, that still fucking sucks. Like, don't do that. But also, like, it softens the blow if it's a chick. You're, the person you were um, talking to was like, oh, but, like, you can't compete with female beauty and stuff but it's like so much more complicated that because there's actually like a micro i'm not calling you this i'm gonna say this because my friend would get really pissed but there's like a micro homophobia in that in a way of saying because i I liked what you were your conversation you specifically where you were about like no like cheating is cheating it it's about uh and this is just like my perspective i can't like force this on people but um whether it's a um a woman or a man cheating is cheating if a part of you goes oh it's better if it's a a woman because i don't have to compete with her dick or her beauty or something like that i don't know a part of that is like well i think for what's me what's the difference i guess what's the difference right, that you see right. well i guess you weren't the one who answered this specifically actually this would have been a really cool episode if you invited him over yeah. he and i would have probably <laughs> talked some shit i'm <laughs> like all right dude hold on i got well, some well i think for me what it was was if you're with someone for years and you think you know them and they're like hey man i'm gay then it's like that would be more more like oh you're just not into me 
you're into someone of a different sex completely. Right. So for me personally, yeah, it would, but, it would, it would but still hurt. But not if they were gay. Like if they just cheated on some chick, that would be gay. They could be whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, but cheating like, is cheating. If you cheat, yeah, because right. I, I did date a girl. But he else. said that the blow would be softened by knowing that it was a that it was a woman. I think also, so. he said some shit about some butch lesbians. I wanted to be like, hey, hold up. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> you leave her alone. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Uh, he said he didn't get that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain some stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's not here to defend himself, so maybe you should yes. do like a second episode. We could do this at some other time. Yeah, but, um, that'd be good. To, that's what I want, actually. Like My whole thing was to do For these, anybody listening to the episode, you should really go listen to the first one because <laughs> this like, second one is like a recap from well, the that, other, The whole, point, the whole thing side. I wanted to do was like, get guys to talk about it, then get girls. And you know, I had some friends that were like instagram models and we kind of bumped heads on some subjects and i was like i think you're full of shit and they're like no you're full of shit and i was like okay well why don't you come on and we'll just talk shit to each other mm-hmm. and if, if it's as long as like you could be cool with it because it's good to have disagreement it's fun. Uh, because all of my friends are guys um this is the difference also i mentioned this before we actually started recording is that uh, i kind of fit like a weird niche because my girlfriend she is friends with like a bunch of women a bunch of queer people i'm friends i grew up with like all boys and tomboyish and i still have like queer friends and stuff but she and i like butt heads in those conversations a lot and then she'll come hang out and it's like usually fun like i'm in a dynamic of friends that we thoroughly enjoy arguing with each other mm-hmm. it's the best kind of friendship you don't you can hate each other but you don't really hate each other right um but yeah, uh, some of the some of the stuff that was going on in that episode, I understood. This is the like weird thing is like I know because I am a woman and bisexual and I've dated women and men. I can listen to I've listened to my guy friends talk shit about like these girls that they've dated and, and I'm like, yeah, man, fuck that bitch. But also like I feel her. I know what she's upset about. Oh and yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, it's and, yeah, like, and especially too like two nuance. guys like me and him, we get together and we're just gonna go off uh and again louis is a great guy i love louis we're not talking anything no, bad I was about louis. Yeah, yeah, no. no there was a lot of stuff he was saying i was like it's true like, yeah no exactly resentful. that's what i'm saying I was but like, it, yeah, it's, it's we're also like that. too like we're you get like two that. i mean me and him know each other for years so it's like we get two guys together we're gonna kind of bleh, but i think that's what's good about it too is that women could see kind of how guys talk you know when they're with each other yeah, but it was good though because you two both of you i don't know this is a good example of how nuanced people are regardless of gender because uh you and he like would sit there and discuss things and be like no that's not actually a yeah problem. that's what and I was then surprised. he would be like no that's a big problem and you're like no no it's not yeah i was surprised at how we discuss things rather than like you know i got a kick out of the maternal thing when well, you guys were talking about if you date somebody who had kids i was oh, yeah. like oh this is fucking hilarious <laughs> that's a rough I one was, like, <laughs> that's a rough topic he was like if they have a football yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so so for what what would be like a red flag for i want i'm just interested in this like because we talked about this uh, on the last one for guys and what would be a red flag for girls for you like just say you were single and you were kind of dating what would be Uh, man this is tricky because i'm a hypocrite because some of the shit that's red flags i'm like ignoring right now and i know i'm ignoring and i can't be a bigger person you know i do all of these red flags (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm practice. Uh, you know what my fucked up situation kind of is. Like, I'm not gonna tell my partners about this podcast because I don't want to get in some shit. Right. <laughs> uh, so some of my red flags. Mm, okay. Well, at least okay. I'm. I guess there's a couple different ways I go about this. In polyamory, I think it's important if both your partners are interested in knowing about what's going on with the other partner. So you want to be communicative like that. I don't. 
think they need to exchange numbers and be talking to each other. I mean, if they are, that's cool. But if, like, like let's say um, my boyfriend had, like, a really shitty day. Like, that's clearly going to affect me. Like, something happened. Like, something did happen. Re- not recently. Like, a few months ago, something happened with his dad. And he had to go to the hospital. Um, I let my girlfriend know that, like, oh, this, like, because I keep my partners kind of in the loop about what's going on with everybody's lives because I talk to them every day. So, of course, I'm going to discuss, like, oh, this is what happened to me today. Like, my boyfriend had this happen and his boyfriend or his boyfriend sorry uh his dad is in the hospital for this this and this um she wanted to know more about that she wanted like is he okay like what happened with that um he it's kind of interesting because in the very beginning of our relationship he used to ask questions about like her like oh like what's going on with her like how's her sister doing because there was some problems going on with her sister um my girlfriend I've been dating my girlfriend a lot longer so she knows how I am and who I am and I don't know if this is because she knows that this makes me feel better but she's always inquiring about him she doesn't necessarily like love him because he and I have gotten in some fights where she's like that's some shit I fuck that guy yeah but um she's hung out with him and they're cool um but she was always asking about him but he's kind of backed off of wanting to know anything about her which means that there's a part of my life that he's just not wanting to engage in which is fine for some couples that's like the assessment or like that's the thing that you guys set up in the beginning which is like oh I want to date you I know you're dating somebody else you're only dating them you're only dating me so we're in a safe little like thing here but I don't really want to know like that's one thing but there's like a barrier that makes it feel like there's big parts of my life I can't talk about because he doesn't want to hear or, about like, it. Like, he just doesn't give a shit about that aspect or something? It's kind of traded because when I was first dating him, she was like, I don't want to, like, know about it. And I think a part of that is because she and I actually turned into being a long-distance relationship after she moved up there. Mm-hmm. Um, she and I used to, like, exchange, like, every other weekend one of us would go up there and one of us would come down here. And then it got really expensive. So we'd do it, like, once a month. And then I would go up there for, like, a three-day weekend. She'd come down here and we saw each other on a regular basis. COVID happened. Not as much. Uh, but with, uh, so she, and I think in a way with him, she's kind of like out of, out of sight. So it's a little bit easier for him. And mm-hmm. also that thing I was just mentioning where it's a girl. So it's a little bit easier. Like his, he's never been in a relationship like this before. So I think for him, it's a little bit more acceptable and, but it's shitty for me to think like that, to think that well, in, in my head, I think that for him, it's acceptable. That's a sad thing to kind of be in. This is like the, the okay, so when we were going to do this podcast, I was like, I've been doing some soul searching. This is some of the mm-hmm. stuff I've been searching. I've been dating him for a long time, and I think he's a really, not a long time, uh, long time in general standards, because I've been dating him a little over a year, and that means, like, it's a serious relationship, but there's, like, aspects of it. So some of the red flags are not particularly, for polyamory, not care, not particularly caring about the other partner. As a person on the dude side, sorry, I'm going to pull back to the question you originally asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, I red flags are like what you mentioned, people who try to pull you away from your family. Mm-hmm. Um, make it seem like, oh, well, you're with your family or you're out with your friends and you're having fun without me. That's a problem. I really value my, my independence, but my self space. Mm-hmm. So I really think that, Probably the best kind of relationship is to have a relationship where your partner knows when you need to be with yourself and when you need to be with other people. You don't, Some people are okay with being in relationships where you're always attached to each other's hips. But I think a good sign for somebody is being able to have happiness in yourself without them and you bring yeah, that to the relationship. Yeah, otherwise like super codependent and fucking... It's a problem. Yeah, some people are really good like that. Like I, I have some best friends who are getting married this year that like are basically always stitched to each other. And that works for some people. 
but it doesn't work for me. I think it's fine if you're together a lot, but if you're together a lot and the second you're apart, they're like, what is this person doing? Who's that person? It's like, calm the fuck down. Like, yeah. <laughs> just from an outside perspective, I'm like, dude, you guys it, are fucking dramatic. Okay. Well, uh, for, for uh, when I date women and I'm dating, I'm dating a woman and then I'm out having fun with someone else, the way that they go about expressing when they're upset about something. Passive aggressiveness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, you <laughs> ding, know what? Ding, ding. At least with the passive, but I, because I am also a very direct person. So you can cut some shit. If people are only passive aggressive, if you let them to be, exactly. in my opinion. Right. So mm-hmm. if somebody does 100%. that to you, you just say some shit. You're just yeah. like, speak up it, and right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I date guys, they're direct about it. They're aggressive. They're mm-hmm. aggressive. Like, you're out doing this. Like, you should, why aren't you doing this? Like, they're a lot more forward about why they're pissed off, which can be refreshing, except for the fact that it starts, when it becomes a pattern, it starts to feel like you're in trouble, which is kind of a pattern I'm not in exactly right now. But there are definitely instances where I I definitely feel like the partner I've been dating for only a year, I'm more in trouble with than the person I've been dating for five years, and that's a problem. And the so I'm double stressed right now for you. Yeah, (laughs) I know, I know that is that is kind of (laughs) shitty thing. Like, okay, so I mentioned I'm like the asshole. Um, I feel like if I get in trouble with both sides, oh fuck, man, those days are bad. Right. Um, but that's probably. But then, like, if I get to look at it, I'm like, why are both of them mad at me? It gives me a moment to reflect and be like, I'm probably. I'm probably being an ass right now. I'm (laughs) probably in a place I shouldn't be at right now. But I think I'm. Um, this is like a practice thing, and like I am a little bit older. I'm like closer to thirty. Not that that's old, but like once you get out of that like teenage selfish everything's about me phase and then you get through your 20s which is all about like i was about to say that's your 20s <laughs> yeah well i think in the 20s it's not so much like oh i'm self-centered it's so much more about like um trial and error i guess i think when you're a, when you're a teenager you're so self-absorbed and when you're in your 20s you're coming out of that self-absorbedness and you're more about like folly like what's falling into situations where you realize like oh fuck i got burned i probably shouldn't do that again like you're at least learning some shit in your 20s so i feel like i'm at the point now where uh i'm self-aware and if i'm being an asshole i probably figure it out pretty early on and with one of my partners when i've been dating for a long time i'm able to be like hey like i had a really rough day i'm not in a good place we probably like if I'm argumentative and stuff, like, I'm sorry. Like, I can catch myself early on. Right. Mm-hmm. But with, with my guy friend, he's like, oh, you want to go? Let's go. Yeah. Like, he's like that. <laughs> right. And I kind of like, there's like a machismo to that, I guess. Um, also, oh, oh, okay. So this is, I'm going to jump back to your other podcast for a second. You talked about <laughs> girls not apologizing. I'm going to yeah. tell you why we don't apologize. Because we get treated, Speak we do. Sister. Yeah, let's go. Um, I... I do apologize if I feel like I've hit a really big wrong, but for the most part, I won't apologize because I've been carrying so many microaggressions from shit that's been happening to me where I feel like I don't owe you apology if you hadn't said an apology to me at any of those other things. Yeah, like I get if, that. But, I, but for me, too, it's the same thing for me. Like, a, a lot of times... Which then comes down to, like, <laughs> maybe it's not, like, a male-female thing. Maybe it's, like, we're not good enough at being, like, hey, like, that shit didn't feel great. I feel like guys, for the most part... And when I when I had posted... I think I posted that clip. A bunch of guys were like, that's how it is. Like, that's just how it is. Like, married men and everything. It's just, like, you just apologized. Suck it up. Let it go. Because it's happy oh. wife, happy life. Like, I'll just... No. I I'll hate be like, that. All right, I sorry, like, hate that, that shit. I hate that, like, basic... <laughs> 
basic like no that's not how it should work because you know what happens is guys end up getting upset about i'm sorry i'm gonna speak in a generalized term here um guys get upset about something and they end up carrying it with them and they don't want to talk about it because maybe they're thinking like oh i don't want to make a big deal out of this or whatever it's not worth the fight but then you carry it around and you're like a giant ass asshole and we have to well, deal with it for a bunch of that's the whole thing is that's and exactly what i do and, yeah. and and the worst part is if we're like hey are you okay if we try asking Fine. You guys make fun of us because we're like, oh, we can't read your mind. But then when we ask if you're okay, you're like, I'm fucking fine. What the fuck? Like, you guys like it's just, blow up. It's, and at that point, I'm not going to ask if you're okay if my reward for trying to care about you is you getting mad at me. Look, like, first, that's a problem. First of all, feelings are fucking exhausting. <laughs> they are. So, but for that's anybody, why when you have for a problem, any, for you anybody just say guys, it. With your partner, okay. With your partner, if there was a small thing like, ah, fuck. There was a small thing where I had with my girlfriend where uh we called a lift but the lift that we call was like covered in pink and had like all kinds of logos over it so i was really fucking confused i'm like i don't think we should be getting in like a verizon car like i was really confused and she didn't like she just kept ignoring me and she snapped me and she's like just get in the goddamn car or whatever it is she told me to do that shit fucking upset me because all i was doing was showing concern or whatever it was and then she and i kept that shit in i waited till we got home but i addressed it right after because if i had sat on that i would have just gotten worse yeah but see men have, and this is like a very stupid small story well, but this is the small kind of story no, like you know? okay so for men we're conditioned as um from 1950s fucking you know guy that gets out of the war never talks about it sits there and drinks and doesn't share emotions that's how we're raised and that's what's put into our heads from a very young age. I'm not saying it's right, yeah, but that's but what you it is. Know you know if I mean? you're emotional, you get that good pussy. It's all in TV. <laughs> They're like, oh, he plays guitar and he talks about his feelings. Exactly. Like, okay, you're right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like signals here, you know? Well, the, the reality is, is it's going to come out. It's going to come out one or, you know, it's going to, you're going to be the quiet guy that sits there and drinks himself to death. You're going to be the guy that's physically or verbally abusive to others or it's going to come out in no, some way or it's a in form. societal problem. Yeah. And the thing, sure. the thing is that guys have to do is, is get better at expressing. And I'm not great at it, but I'm aware of what I'm doing. You know, I'm aware of like, I just don't want to deal with this right now. And <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think I know for, this is like the hypocrite side. I want to be like, oh, guys should do this. But I definitely know what it's like where you're like, I just have a fucking bad day and I don't want to be nice to any of you people. You yeah. Like. And I don't want to dissect it and bring it because most people don't, you know, I had a friend I was telling, you know, calls me, starts talking about this is wrong and this is going on and. You know, just pouring um, their heart out to me. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. The next day I check in. Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's good. And I was like, are you really okay? Yeah, I'm just really depressed and stuff. But everything's fine. Why don't you, you know, hit up a therapist and just talk to him? Oh, I'm not an addict. Well, it doesn't really have anything. It doesn't have anything to do with being an addict, bro. I was like, I was like, money. I'm, you know what? That's my number one thing of whenever people are like, oh, like therapy. I'm like, mm money <laughs> yeah oh yeah but but it's yeah. just for me for them they're like oh well I'm there's glad. just more there's more avenues to well, it, I they guess. flipped it on me like oh i'm glad you're happy but did it and i'm like no, oh first of all i'm like bitch right yeah and I, was like, I was like i never fucking hit you up it was like hey i need help or to do <laughs> this cool. or do that, you know i'm but, glad yeah. for you yeah i don't do fucking passive aggressive if people that are passive there's nothing that sets me off more than passive aggressive because yeah. to me i'm like just say it i lived Is in there a, a household that was like that like, i think that's actually probably one of Ah, conditioning. Okay, so that's kind of what you're talking about, like m like men being raised into the situation where like this is how they have to express themselves. There's a couple different avenues. It's not always easy. I also had the conditioning where I was raised in a household where like I one of the reasons why um 
like anxiety is such a big thing for me is I grew up in a household where you have to learn how to read like the smallest amount of emotion mm-hmm. because it's the difference between like getting in like a lot of trouble and I did come from like a capital punishment house like you got the shit beat out of you for some shit right. which is fine like uh, whatever everybody's different but uh, it made me into the person I am now where I super read everything which is going back to what we were talking about when I am asking my boyfriend if something's wrong and you get angry about it, it does not help me. It actually makes me freak out. So, and the girlfriend that I have, she also kind of had that severe situation. And I don't know if this is a benefit because we're both like girls or women and we both came from like households that did this same exact tactic. We're very good at communicating with each other about this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I guess that's like the It's just difference. like one of the things, yeah, one of the things. But for, yeah, for me to go back to that point is I could walk in the house and I'll know something's wrong. Like the hairs on my neck will stand. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> I can feel it in the air. Yeah. I'm like, it's oh. begun. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I fucking sure. navigate some landmines right now. Worse than like having a partner that gets. Uh, I don't know. This is. I, I know. I'm also like a very different individual because there's there's like a weird part of me that's. I don't. I. I. Um. I am always constantly in a state of mind where I'm looking at everybody as an individual, and so like my roommate. I, have, I dated my roommate when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just friends now. We haven't dated in like, I don't know, 11 years or something like that. But uh, there's a cycle that I know he has. And I'm only mentioning that we dated because I know that this is the same cycle he used on us when we had dated when we were in high school. Uh, there is a cycle that is perpetrated in a lot of guys because I've dated other guys and they have the same cycle, which is once you start dating someone, once you have a really bad day or a bad mood, it's almost like the partner or the, the girlfriend that you are dating in some way, they are an extension of you. So your bad mood gets to transfer onto them. If they come in the house and they're having, let's say they're having a great day, they like they went to work, they got all their shit done, they came home, but you had the worst fucking day and they come home. So you you extend that bad mood whether it's like bitching about like why wasn't the fridge organized or the dishes like you just like like explode and it doesn't seem to cross my roommate's mind that like I did a bunch of shit today I had my own business and I feel like in in relationships with your boyfriend or your girlfriend you have to always be consciously aware that like that other person is not an extension of you they're not a limb they're they are a completely individual person and in a sense, in a way, the way that you treat strangers, if you treat strangers better than you treat your own partner, that's a problem. You should think about that. If they come home and you feel you are entitled to take that out on that person, you have to ask yourself why. And I'm, that's probably like part of the therapy thing. Why do people who are your, why do your friends get better treatment than your significant other? Right. I always, I always I, for me personally, I always have to do that. Like, that wasn't about you. I apologize. This happened to me today and I shouldn't have taken it out on you. Because I think for me the lack of setting boundaries with other people when I started to realize other people's actions had an effect on me and that had an effect on my partner or, you know, wh- whatever I was doing, I was, I had to start going back to that person, you know, and that's something I'm doing recently where I'm like, that's hard. Yeah. Like even I do that stuff sometimes when I'm really upset and I have to, I get like really upset and I'll realize like there's a weird, there's a weird like self punishment when like, if I get really upset and like I'm snapping at my girlfriend, I realize like the anger that I'm giving her is really at myself. It's, it's, it, like I'm not I don't want to that's what I'm saying like there's a hypocritical part of like 
like mentally I am aware that I am angry and I took this thing out on one person, but that person, that anger was really about me and I took it out. Yeah, it usually is. Anytime you like, you know, physically abuse sucks. somebody or this beat the like shit out of somebody, of... it's shit that you hate yourself. You right, know? Yeah. right. This is part of being an adult when you're like, fuck, I'm a mess. Yeah, and that's the only, the only difference is now, well, I, be, like, I tell everybody I be, became a human being when I turned 30. Like I started to understand empathy and started to understand. How old are you? Are you 30? 33. 33. Yeah, so I'm like. And 28, uh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, women mature a little faster than guys. I think 28 to uh, 32 is a huge growing point. I think that that was, I think that's probably true when you're, when you're younger, but I feel like. Um, no, guys I feel like in their everybody 20s around suck. this That's area just, is done. Uh, <laughs> guys no. in their 20s are pretty terrible. No, for terrible. sure. Okay, so I should I should like highlight some shit here. My girlfriend is... I'm 28. My girlfriend is 24. And my boyfriend's 21. Okay. They're yeah. younger than me. By the way, totally not intentional. Because after I dated my so girlfriend... you're the cute girl. No, no. I know. My <laughs> friends made a joke. I hate it. I didn't know my boyfriend's age when I first started dating him. Because I was dating my girlfriend. And I was like, all right. Like, I'm done. Like, uh, she and I are really mature for a relationship. And, like, she's a, like, great person. But I very clearly was like, all right. I'm done dating people younger than me. Because there's some... There's, uh, there's leaps and bounds that they have... That I went through. That I watched her go through. And I'm like, I don't want to... I don't want to be here for some of that stuff. Some of the stuff where you have to figure out like your self-worth and who you right. are is not fun. It's not fun to date someone and be like, be like a hand holder for it. Like it's not, I did it. I love her. I'm great. I don't want to do it again. And then I started dating this guy and I actually didn't, I got to know a lot of stuff about him, but some of the things I didn't really pay attention to was like, Oh, when's your birthday? By the way, <laughs> I somehow skipped that step and we'd already been dating. I was like, Ugh dude how old are you because i've been seeing him drinking stuff and when You're, i started oh, dating shit, him, you have long hair no <laughs> i feel like that dude i feel like that dude is like oh she's hot she's she's at the bar she's drinking it's fine no he was 20 it didn't matter you didn't notice so. the swastika in her back pocket <laughs> oh that's a bit oh, wait different a minute. no that's different he definitely paid attention to the back pocket i mean how's it look back there but anyways no uh, uh yeah so i started dating him and i was really young and i was like oh this fucking sucks because it makes me feel like a high schooler some of the some of the fights i get in with my younger partner, which is not significantly younger, but in a way, maturity, very much younger, is hard. Like some of the some of the fights he and I get in, feel like when I was in high school and I was dating a boy. And that's where the maturity thing comes in. I literally feel like some of the fights he and I have gotten in. I'm like, I'm way too old for this. What am I doing? Right. Man, it's hard because even you're you know so I have lucky I have sibl- like uh, not like. siblings, but like people that are younger than me and my family and. I'll get into arguments with them. I'm like, why am I fucking arguing with you? <laughs> I'll think about right? it. Right? You like, just oh. get sucked into it. And you're like, oh, this fire. It. And then okay. you're afterwards, you're like, this was a waste of my it's time. Such a waste of time. <laughs> why am I getting angry at this person? <laughs> but um, so, okay, just don't, don't even tell me about your girlfriend. Just in general, if you're looking for a girl and you're going to date her, what would be something that you'd like? Nope. Like you're into her, kind of like her. You're feeling her a little bit. And then she either does this or Aww. you see this and you're like, nah. Uh, this is the sexist shit. I'm way easier on girls than I am on girls. Well, the guys, you said pretty much. Um... Well, okay. I didn't actually clarify all my shit with guys. I don't like, I don't like possessive nature. I don't like trying to block me from um, being with my family. Even though I'm not like, I mean, I am super tired with my family, but. That's all whatever. control shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't like control shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Okay, um, I'm not gonna go into a bunch of nitpicky things because so many there's so many different types of men out there. So I don't even think generalization is really like, but uh, temper. Um, having a temper as a guy, like I, uh, men use their temper to get their way. And I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's intentional. I think there's just, I think that when they're upset, they just 
they get they have been raised in a situation where they get to express being angry whether and then it doesn't have to be violent sometimes it's just yelling sometimes it's like knocking over a cup or whatever the fuck i don't care um but your your ability to be able to be angry to control a situation like is a super red flag to me because I'm not allowed to express my anger the same way. Like, if I'm really upset with something, I have to wait until it's been a reoccurrence enough times for me to be able to sit down and have a serious conversation. And most of the time, I don't raise my voice. But if you raise your voice, like, I immediately have to be like, okay, what the fuck? There's, like, punching walls, breaking glass, like, snapping. Like, not everybody's, like, super physical, but, like, having a really short temper is a red... red that's, like, my, my, my biggest red flag for a dude, which... Of course. And I'll say that for for me, that's exactly what I used to do. I would punch walls. I would get in fist fights. I would get, but a lot of it was just. It's not that you don't have an entitlement to your anger, but it's just that. I had no coping skills. I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to, to, I didn't know how to um, explain how I felt. I didn't know. It's just like a little kid that's just like. (laughs) just like knocks me over. It literally feels like, okay, so I had, I have brothers. My Mm -hmm. brothers, when they, the difference when I was young is if I expressed being angry by like shouting or being angry, I got fucking whipped. But if my brothers like threw things and were really super upset or whatever, my mom was like, or oh, whatever, you're, groom. you're like, you're in trouble. Go to your room. You're done. Shut the door. Mm-hmm. Like that is how society raises us. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but basically if I'm dating you and your response is to like raise your voice and like throw shit or be super angry, like we have a problem. You can't talk to me like I'm an adult. You need to stop being a kid. Yeah. And I think that's, so that's my biggest red flag for men. Women. I don't, have that problem with for most for the most part women don't get that bad unless it's happened a few different times but um not because it has happened to me because i've been like i said an asshole but uh for women i i don't like saying this because it's like a stereotype but clingy Mm -hmm. if you don't give me space so men do seem to be okay like when i'm dating a guy they're like oh shit you want to go do stuff cool because they're gonna go hang with their guys or whatever they're gonna go do their thing um when i'm dating women uh it wanting to be able to have time alone mm. is a uh, i'm an introvert i like being able to just like go home read a book like watch tv not do shit i don't want to have to make an excuse to be like oh, i don't want to hang out today which is kind of a, a, the guy i'm dating actually i have to kind of battle that ground because he also is kind of like that but everybody's different but that's the thing that i usually run into with women is um needing space or like wanting to be able to do my own thing or if i'm going to go out i actually run into the problem with wanting to go have fun with my friends and not inviting the girlfriend if mm-hmm. my girlfriend doesn't get to come with me then she's usually like why right which is i'm sure i mean i'm not a guy but i'm sure that's the problem that you probably have with girlfriends yeah, if you, you want to go do like, like a bro day pretty <laughs> not much that what I you do did bro was days, you described guys angers and emotions that you describe why guys usually get mad at girls in those two things yeah. so it's very similar i mean yeah i know yeah, it's a fucking like, mess like and i, I will say for guys that's why we fight and you know most of the times when we fight some some women which are the ones you have to be careful for oh, that are like oh yeah too. like the, or they'll they'll um they'll get like turned on when guys fight or something like that usually that's a I red flag you gotta that. be careful with that one <laughs> that i know some girls are like oh yeah that's my shit and i'm like why no it's why? you're batshit crazy that's that why means that you're purposely trying to always make them sell all the time one time that's not a good idea me and my buddy we went to this uh thing and he's like hey this guy's been touching my girlfriend back me up i was like okay oh, is this one of the girls who's like oh i dig it when my, when my guy's jealous i think so i don't know <laughs> okay. i don't even know but Fuck we went we, we, we go, we go yeah we go in there and then um basically we get into this fist fight the bouncers throw us out and then like <laughs> we're i'm on the street like getting up from getting Damn, thrown you're by a the good bouncers. Friend. <laughs> i'd be like is that your thing i'm not Remember that, kink. You're on your own. Shit. you know who you are 
he's a good friend. Anyway, um, so I'm getting up from getting thrown out by the bouncer, and then she's like, "Are you okay? Oh my god, that was so hot!" And I was like, "You crazy what bitch!" The fuck? <laughs> yeah, so it's that's a red flag. But that's what guys do. It's because we just we get pushed that physical thing, and then it's just a way to express ourselves. So we I beat did, the shit out of each other. I did and, think about okay. So in, again, in that previous podcast, had mentioned your um, the person you were interviewing had mentioned. Like, the guy always having to be in the quest to go fight. Oh, if somebody breaks into the house, she's always like, hey, babe. Come yeah. Come check that out. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, would I go downstairs? And part of me was like, yeah, I play Call of Duty. I'll take the bat. Yeah. You go the other <laughs> But that's what I'm talking you about. Like, 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 everybody's I different. I watch you know? every Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Throw a flashlight I out. I about that. But, that is, but that's kind of like a society thing that's definitely like, yeah, the guy better be able to go, like, downstairs. But a part of me was like. I'm not going to sit in my room because I've watched enough horror movies. Like, what the fuck? Oh, we have protocols. Side window. She goes out the side window, runs to the back, and calls 911. I go through the front and check it out. Yeah, so you guys don't even deal with it yeah. at all. No, I'd be like, all right, where's the bat? I've been watching Jason Bourne. I would go for it. <laughs> but that's probably just because in my head, I'm like, I think I'm the shit. I think I'm Laura Croft. I could handle this. I think it also depends on, um, yeah, I mean, it's different too because you live alone, right? You have your own place. Uh, I don't live alone. I live with a roommate. Right. But it's a guy. Right. I'd probably make him do it now that I think about it. Yeah, because that's, say, what, cause that's, what, that's what I was trying to, I was trying to paint the picture. Like, you wake up in the night, are you going to be like, uh, his name's Todd, right? Yeah. Are you going to be like, Todd, go check that out? Or are you going to be like, let me check no, this out? No, to be out. honest, he sleeps like a rock. I'd probably be the person who wakes up and deals with it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because for, for But me, I'm also like super paranoid. So I feel like the first response I would have would be to go to his room because he has two doors and then lock both doors and be like, you have a window, let's go. <laughs> right. And I've already so, ran through scenarios like three times with this one. I was you like, guys have like a fire exit plan. Yeah, fire exit plan. Yeah, I'm like, go out the window, run to the back. And I was like, I'll come out to the front and I already roll out the flashlight. So they look at the flashlight and then bam. The question <laughs> is, what's your like zombie apocalypse plan? Well, we have the garden in the back. Um, I'll probably You're just have to. On, like building a barrier in your house and just making it here. Yeah, and then I'll eat the roommates as needed. The back one. <laughs> <laughs> this one's got some thick haunches. <laughs> that's fair. That's so fair. yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a couple quick questions, just um, to be sort of. Uh, keep it back on top. Yeah. No, I just don't want you to be too focused on the individual because I know that's what you keep saying. And it's true. Like, I'm trying. I know. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm no, trying no, to no, like, no, talk both. both uh, That's what's hard about doing the podcast because yeah. no matter what, you're going to get you know, put in this sort of way. But I just want you to it's think. It's a representative thing because I feel like right. whenever somebody gets interviewed and they're like, oh, talk about like some queer aspects, you want to be like, so the queer community. But also like I am a, my own person and I have my own things that I do. Right. So do you. Um, I'm sure I'm problematic as fuck. So. <laughs> with your boyfriend, what's something that you do with him that you don't do with your girlfriend and vice versa? Or that you don't like to do. Is that how it works? Like, I don't like to, like you said, horror um, movies with my oh, girlfriend. Oh, because people fit different things. Right. Uh, I like that he doesn't give a fuck what I'm doing sometimes. Like, if I want to, if I, if I just want to do my own thing and I'm hanging out in his space, or if I want to go out and I want to hang out with some friends, with my girlfriend, she's like, oh, what are you doing right now? What are you doing? Da, 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 da. If he's like, oh, like, he'll just send me a text and be like, is today the day you're doing the thing? Okay, cool. And I won't hear from him until five hours later. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. That's one of the, like, small things. I'm like, all right, yay, woohoo. But in the same impact, if, because um, he's like, go do whatever you want with your girlfriend. And then you come back, you're like, ask me about it. But So it's like a weird. Uh, He doesn't, I don't know. Because I think that's how I, as to, uh, to his point, I, th I think that's how I would be. If I was just hypothetically in that situation, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. That's what you want to do. That's fine. Okay. When it's involving her, he's like that. Mm -hmm. That's the, okay. So like the, the thing in the polyamory thing that I'm like battling, the, the thing that I personally in my relationship am battling is the indifference that's happening between my relationships between the two. 
Um, I feel sometimes like, I feel like when I'm dating my, sometimes parts of my relationship with my girlfriend make me feel like I'm the emotional pillar. I grew up with a lot of trauma, like, um, a lot of things that were really heavy and I learned how to deal with them. And my girlfriend is, deals with things that are different, but sometimes I feel like, um, the, the things that she's dealing with, she feels like she can put on me to be like her single, uh, I don't want to say therapist, but like, like if she's having a bad day, only talking to me will fix it. But if I'm super busy that day and I let down that expectation that it's my fault. So I feel like I'm like the pillar of the relationship in terms of her emotional stability. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Usually and, is one. uh, um, I guess with him, I can feel insignificant. Mm. I can feel like there are things that he really wants to do in the relationship and he's just bored all the time. So like if I'm not available, then he's bored. Like why? Like he put, he, he's constantly pushing boundaries. See, and that's something like when you say a problem with, um, like with your girlfriend, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, his, I'm his, learning. His, but his, with, his, with that, his, I'm his, the same thing. His, his <laughs> is like a, a physical, like, oh, a difference between women and men. Uh, with, with, uh, with my girlfriend, there's like a lot of emotional stuff. And with my boyfriend, there's a lot of physical stuff, which is fine. Like that's kind of just how it works, I think. Um, I think that like this is like a this is why when i did this podcast i was like oh man i'm gonna do some like soul searching because i'm having some problems right now um i'm not saying that polyamory is perfect because this is this is what it's about like you you are dating two people there are two different problems you yeah have to that's face why i said i'm like time. i'm fucking exhausted it's, for it is, you <laughs> it is it is like really tiring because you're constantly looking at yourself like am i the problem and then you have to sit there and be like oh there's a, these are two different relationships with two different needs having time uh, having the time to be able to balance them is the biggest problem most recently i've been thinking a lot about like if i have been if i am equipped for it not because i'm not polyamorous i am but maybe i'm at that point in my life where i'm kind of like maybe i need to like kind of be alone and figure my own shit out but also like i'm dating people who are also figuring themselves out and that's kind of the crux of it when you're dating somebody you are helping them figure out who they are with you so Uh, who do you spend more time with or is it right just, now, are you with everything that's going on and everybody being kind of grounded, I don't get to see my girlfriend. She lives in San Francisco, which is not very far from LA. Like mm. we, like I said, we would see each other like every other couple weekends or whatever the fuck. But um, my boyfriend lives like two blocks away. He lives like literally right on the other side of right. whatever. So right over by All Star. Mm-hmm. He lives right there and I live right here. So I would go and see him all the time. I also met him when I was... I don't want to say I was like homeless, but I was kind of couch surfing at the time because I hadn't moved into my new place. So the amount of time I spent with him in the very beginning of our relationship um, was a lot. It was substantial. I got to see him like all the time. And right now I'm finally moved into my own place and being in a house requires a lot more work than couch surfing because you were constantly trying to like, first of all, we got a house that we had to like fix. We had to mm-hmm. like, tear down we, we got a house that we had to gut we kind of had to like redo the plumbing redo the electricity like not electricity but the wiring had to like redo the attic had to take down walls rebuild stuff we had like wall heaters we took out like we did a bunch of stuff so i was busy like a lot it kind of changed the dynamic relationship between me and my boyfriend at the time because i went from basically living at this house for a few months to just like being kind of not absent but i went into like a normal situation like when you date someone you see them like a couple times a week you like go out on dates you do your own thing like maybe you see him like three days out of the week or four days out of the week and then you do your own shit 
and now I don't but a part of me is kind of like reestablishing how independent I like being and I think that's a problem between me and the boyfriend um I think he I think he likes being being able to have somebody that wants to be around him like all the time and he didn't get to know the part of me that likes being at home like doing my own thing so now he's having to like readjust to that and then um my girlfriend because of covid she's having to adjust to like not being able to see me at all and switching to completely only being able to be on like my phone instead of seeing me like on weekends mm. so yeah this is like a whole messy period no no, no. yeah yeah Doing no. This, it's, it's, this it's is, just more of a it's a, understanding this is like a real relationship like uh when things get thrown at you you have to figure out how to make it work so that's yeah. kind of where i'm at and i'll go back to it sounds exhausting um now <laughs> <laughs> for sure no what? honestly i'm sometimes some days i'm like really tired and i'm like man like i'm dating two people i don't want to date anybody <laughs> but um like they're people and like there's things about them that i like genuinely really enjoy and i want them in my life it's just that i don't know like i also struggle with like anxiety and depression and all that other stuff i'm kind of like uh sprinkle a little bit of that on top i know you add that to the mix and you're like man this is a clusterfuck i just want to sit at home in like a hot bath and not talk to anybody for eight hours okay so you're not talking for everybody but just for you on your personal experience what do you think that men want and what do you think that women want dudes like fucking (laughs) yeah they (laughs) do that's not a secret no um (laughs) I don't know. I honestly, okay. <laughs> I think guys want to be able to have a best friend that they can get frisky with. That's what I think they want. They mm-hmm. just want, they want that. And, uh, being able to find a bunch of like interests is really cool. Like, do you like going to, not that every guy's like, oh, I'm beers and sports, but do you like going to breweries? Do you like going to drinking? Do you like going hiking? And then do you like watching TV? Like if you can do all of that stuff and also get free, then yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, ah, women like emotional stability. Mm. Honestly, if you can like show that you actually care about what they're thinking half the time, sex, you were, that last podcast was right. Like sex is like the second factor. You are, that like you and the guy you were interviewing, you were right. Like if you're dating, it was Louie, right? Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Um, you guys are, we're talking about how like you don't see a whole lot of hot dudes with like whatever chicks, but you'll see a bunch of like tens with like whatever guys. And the reason that is, is because, and my mom, I actually grew up with my mom like telling me all the time. She was like, I don't care how hot he is. If he can make you laugh, that's better. Oh, yeah. So, I've clung to that my whole yeah. life. <laughs> there we go. Here's a comedian. Hey, you know, I'm by- he's playing his doubles. He's playing his doubles. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah I, I think that um, it's a lot more of a cerebral thing. The sex, it's, um, sex can be learned. I'm sure it's way easier with a guy. <laughs> uh, it's easier, but it's not better for the long run. Because people who put more emotional time into it, which is usually women, are in it for the longer haul. But you can, like, be in a relationship with a guy and just have really good sex and be able to be with it, like, an okay amount of time. Like, it's whatever. But the thing is, sex and physical beauty, it will go away. Yeah. Eventually, you're yeah. both going to be 60 and you won't look or like Or even shit. if they're still beautiful, you kind of just get used to it and it no, it, it'll yeah. No, it, it doesn't matter. Because when you're 60, nobody's going to be beautiful. And is the person you're with interesting? Mm-hmm. That's what's probably going to come down to it. I don't even know why. I don't know why it is like, because I've met, I've met guys that were like, eh, so, so, and super fucking funny. There you go. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? (laughs) 
<laughs> but I met guys who were like really fucking hot, and I was like, mm, "You're a fuck boy." Okay. But also, it? you're talking to somebody who my preference is women. My preference is women because I feel like feeling like a person, and I don't always feel like that whole thing. You, you and and Louis, you both acknowledged it. That whole first couple of months, you meet a guy, and he's like, "I'm different than other guys." Oh God. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. but that's that's generally thing. how it is. Yeah. yeah, that mm-hmm. that's that's not really. It's not, I, I haven't run into that problem with women. Usually, if you meet women, yeah, like, if some chick's really hot, she'll be like, oh, like, this is fuck. If it's, a, like, a lesbian situation or a queer situation or whatever. But, um, for the most part, I just don't feel like I run into a lot of women who want to waste time with that. Like, are you interesting and you're hot? We need to go to the back. Like, it's so, like that. So, let's go back to that. Um, <laughs> so, are you talking about if you're at a bar and you're, okay, so... Do you um, have done, like, hookups girls, and stuff like that? Like, the girls that I've dated... Okay, so I'm, I'm like, <laughs> ironically, a serial monogamist. Everybody I've dated, I've, I only got... I only became a relationship with them if I got to become friends with them first. But that's kind of what falls into the cerebral part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the thing is, it's a lot easier for me to be... Or a lot quicker for me to be interested in a woman because... They don't really waste their time, I guess. Like, that whole having to get through a guy and figure out if that first month is, like, real or if he was just trying to get, like, fucked or whatever. Um, I don't want to have to waste my time with that. So when someone, when a guy walks up to me, I had a guy come up to me when I was at work and I was doing a closing shift and he was being super shady. He wanted to know when I got off. Like, he wanted to wait for me when I got Mm, off work. That's not creepy. It it happens a lot. It's fucking weird. Not even just to me, like, to be, like, weird or, like, conceited or whatever. I've even had that happen with, like, Lyft drivers. I was going to a gay bar and he wanted to go into the gay bar with me. He was like, I can clock out. I can hang out with you. I can get a couple drinks. I was like... I could watch, you know? No, but He's that's... Up. No, he, he... Well, actually, what's funny is when we were starting to get to the gay bar, he was like, wait, it's a gay bar? Like, isn't that wrong? Like, he started actually showing, like, homophobia, and I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's like he's that. He's all break my religious code for you. <laughs> Whatever. It wasn't even religious. It was just, no, he's just... I don't know. He's just fucking weird. People... But it's like that. But also, um, my best friend kind of always makes the point of saying this is men are so used to rejection. They'll shoot every shot they got. Yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get that thing. But uh, I remember thinking this because it was kind of interesting. It's not that women don't want to shoot their shot. It's just that we get shamed for it. Very like, true. If you got that... If you got that girl that you think's really hot and you think you're like like she gives up too easy or if she's been with a couple people like she's a lot it's not like the dude where you're like oh man he's a player he's fucking awesome you're like nah she's a whore well and then also too <laughs> like, like you quick. see the movies where like the girl will be like the guy's like oh you want to get down he's just harassing the girl all the time and then she's finally she'll kind of flip it on him be like yeah let's have sex and he's like kind of panics for a second it's yeah. like that's kind of what happens i don't know, if you get, I don't know why people can't just be people but that's like what makes that's it's kind of a queer identity to be able to look at people and be like, mm, you're just a basic person. And if you're acting like this, that's weird. Why? Right. But I don't know. Uh, I, I just look at situations like that. That's the difference between when you're dating women and men is how they approach you. Like with, with women. And also you can tell a woman, no, I've legitimately been in situations where if a guy is like very forward, I have to worry about if I'm saying no, because you don't know if that guy's going to go fucking psycho. And if he goes psycho, it's just like we were talking about with anger. You're allowed to act on your anger. If a chick's angry, like, and you don't know her and she wants to be passive aggressive, you're just like, whatever, bitch, bye. Yeah. But if it's a dude, mm-hmm. you're like, please don't punch me. That's what I was telling my little cousin, like two weeks ago, we were talking about that. And she's like, yeah, I pushed this guy. And I was like, you are aware of what could okay, happen in those situations. So this, you know? this situation, this is one of the things that like me and my girlfriend get in problems with. 
uh there's a lot of videos that are going out with like girls that punch a boy in the face yeah. or whatever mm. and then he hits her back and, and, and the internet's just like no you can't hit a girl and i'm like why is she hitting him why is she and i know this him? i don't yeah. know if this is anti-feminism or whatever the fuck it is but you shouldn't hit anybody. If you're about to hit someone, you better be ready for a fight. Exactly. That's what it is. You bitch better, if you're going to put your hand on if someone, expect and, it to and, happen And it's back. the same way in self-defense. Like, if someone comes after you and you're self-defending, you are in a fight. You don't get to be in self-defense because you're a woman and expect because your one hit in self-defense will stop the fight. The fight is coming. Right. So, even if he's being a dick or even if you're upset with him, like, if you hit him, you should be braced for what's coming a fight is a fight yeah he might hit back yeah. or might push back because yeah and don't get upset with him for some sexism whatever 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 and like there is a part of me that's kind of like yeah but dudes hit a lot harder they can cause a lot of more harm but that's true but like i said like you should be hitting if it is a it is it is a real defensive position if yeah you, that line's been crossed like, or you can't yeah or you can't, once you once you enter a situation where you're willing to hit someone it is it is a battle. You are you are not being you cannot stand on the ground of being like I'm gonna punch someone because he called me a bitch or whatever it was and not expect him to come back. Like you you shouldn't even resort to that. Either walk away from the situation because you are the bigger, better person. But if you resort to violence, like that fucking like you have well, to be ready. Like I don't even like that. I don't I don't get involved in violence. I don't play around. I don't like wrestle, punch my girlfriend, punch my girlfriend. I don't get involved in that. If I'm going to get physical it's going to be a physical situation. Like if I'm at a bar and some guy does that, like I'm going to be ready. Like I, like if, if I felt like I was put in a situation where I had to hit someone, but I'll see videos online where it's like some girl where like she punches a boy in the face or whatever it is. And then everybody online is like, no guy can't hit her back. No dude. Like, well, this goes back to uh, Jersey shore season one. <laughs> Here when <we> go. <laughs> Snooki decided that she got in that guy's face and she's like calling him ugly and like pushing his face. And then he just turned around and clocks her. And I was like, you shouldn't put your hands on him. And, I'm, and I tell girls this at bars all okay, the time, wait, especially with second, drunk though. people. Hold on. Especially with drunk people. I'm like, you don't know what they're going to do. You're already in a, hosti- a no, high tense situation. No. I get, I'm going to go back to just like whoever does it first. If she, get, uh, if she gets in a situation where she gets hit, she should be able to hit back. I don't know. I, yeah, but she shouldn't like, put yeah, her hands on somebody. I didn't. But did going she back shove to, him? Yeah, she pushed his face. Okay. It's and that's equal, why I cold caught her. It's equal return. Yeah, it's like you, you can't. can't don't, don't, don't put your hands on someone unless you expect them to put your hands on you. That's tricky because... Her pushing him did not hurt him as much as her as much as. No, I'm not saying it was that. right. I was just like, at least people were aware that that could happen because I've talked to girls where, yeah, where that yeah, does happen. I guess if you're gonna get in a scuffle, except for the fact that you have to think about those girls who are minding their own business in a bar and a guy is like grabbing them and then in their they, business. That's what's so crazy. Right? Yeah, that's but what's, that's the yeah. same kind of equivalent. Like he, all he did was grab her. Well, that's what my cousin did. She some guy and grabbed her and she him pushed back. him because she was pissed, and then she realized afterwards like, oh shit, oh, he could do he something. Can punch yeah, him exactly. No, that shouldn't be the way it is. It should be an it's like an equal exchange like you're if you're pushing someone you're making space whoever throws the first punch is the one who should be expecting the fight shoving someone is not the same making space for someone and respecting depends if you push their face like if you grab someone and push their face did that hurt you I don't know. I'll fuck someone. No. Touch my face. No, no, dude, they didn't hurt <laughs> If anyone you. puts any hands near me, I'm going to fucking swing on Oh, but you know what? I guess, ah, fuck. I watched some video today where someone spit on someone. I was like, man, I'm fucking that person <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> I'd rather get socked in the face. That wasn't a physical altercation, <laughs> but it's a physical altercation. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Ah, dude. And also, I, I had a. Uh, that's why I don't fuck around in public. And this is too nav. That's no. like too tricky. Uh, this is my little cousin, and we were walking around here. And this guy in a wheelchair came up to us and he was like high on meth. And he was like, hey, let me have sex with this girl to my little cousin. 
and I was that's when I realized I hit somebody crazy in a wheelchair. Person. I was like, oh, I'm gonna no, kick dude. this guy. In you, can, you can't run like, away faster like, than he can wheel. I was like, you need to. I was like, you need to get away from me, or I'm gonna kick you out of that chair. And I was dead serious at that point. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, oh, I realized uh, boundaries can be blurred and lines can be crossed yeah. very easily. I don't know. That's that tricky space. You always have to know the context. But yeah. I feel like in general, like shoving someone off of you, even if you're touched in the face, is not equivalent to like touch my face. I'm gonna kick you no, out of the wheelchair. If you, if you actually punch someone, and kick them, like a physical force. <laughs> That's when you're like, all right, I'm going to fuck someone up. It's not the same, though. Because some people are just fucking crazy or drunk or whatever yeah. it is they're doing. So. That's why, I, like, nowadays, Men, I don't, I don't women, even really like to go to bars because it's just such a fucking... Like, daytime's fine, but at night, I'll stop by, say what's up. and I'm go like, to lounges. Eh. There you go. Everyone's smoking <laughs> you just, hookah. Uh, right. You talking. <laughs> have some whiskey, chill out with a cigar. You don't miss them. No, wait, nobody's there to fuck around. Right. Okay, so, um, all right. Well, I think that was pretty good. What would be some parting advice that you would give to someone either dating or in a polyamorous polyamorous is that what i'm saying yeah i'm There's so bad still, at titles. okay so <laughs> i should i actually meant to keep on t- i feel like i jumped around so much um polyamory has so many different types of ways of doing it like if you just like type it in there's gonna be like a million different ways to do it scissoring people... from no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no that's just some uh that's just some positions uh <laughs> Um, so for polyamory, there's people who, uh, are dating one person and they don't pay attention. They don't care if someone's dating other people. There's closed circuits, which is what I have, which I guess actually has its own word, but I can't remember what it is. Again, like I'm a bad gay. I don't learn all this terminology. I just, I just do my own thing and I know I fall under something, bad but gay. I don't ah. study it. Do you, do you study all of your shit when you're dating somebody? You're nope. like, Oh, what's the terminology for this thing? I just started. I don't know. There's a lot Hump of stuff. And dump. My favorite no, thing is, uh. Dave Chappelle put out this uh, <laughs> stand-up that came out like right after New Year's, and he was like, the alphabet people. And I was like, you right, you right. We, <laughs> you got, right. we got so many things we can't even figure out for each other. You just have to learn how to respect it. Like, not everybody's the same. Uh, there's, there, there's people where you only date one person, and there's one other person who comes in and out of the relationship that falls under polyamory. And then there's people who just like... I think swinging, I think literally swinging falls under polyamory because you're seeing multiple people. Right. But um, I think the golden rule, and there's books for this. I'm not going to like sit here and give like a whole lecture and like a bibliography to what you should follow. But um, communication, really, if you're going to jump into dating multiple people, you need to be able to be aware if you're dating someone who's okay with that do the people that you want to date are they okay with that you also have to think about like if you're going to be in a sexual relationship with multiple people you have to make sure everybody's aware because you don't know what everybody's situation is testing like how many people is that other person seeing like i don't know it's just it's super important to make sure you're always talking to each other and then also like i said if you're dating somebody and that other person had a really bad day and it affects your life and so and so died and then you get sucked into this drama involving like family and all this other stuff you don't want the other person to feel like they're ghosted you want them to know what's going on with your life and how that other person is affected my preference is to have two partners who are aware of each other and they know what's going on in each other's lives and um if i could honestly if like they were dating i was dating that'd be fucking awesome but uh that's not the way that it worked out okay i forgot i have two questions before we go it's a triad i think if it's called that they called a triad right now i'm in a v that's what it's called (laughs) i don't know all the terminology but um like i said they know each other we've gone out to concerts they're like friends but i am dating the two people okay two questions one is would you date a guy okay so you have your girlfriend and 
the your boyfriend now, what if he wanted to be a player on the other end? Like he wanted to be your girlfriend, to date but, multiple he, but he just wanted to fuck other girls. Like he wasn't interested in like uh, emotional connection or anything. He just wanted to bone other girls. You, you know what? Do. Like I think I'd be cool with that. Me personally, but mm. I don't know how Barry's. Like so you that. don't get jealous on that kind of stuff. I I don't. I'm worried about emotional stuff. I have like mm. this big thing. I uh, this is like a. I have a lot of stuff that happened to me in my life. So like the way that I've opened up to my girlfriend is not the same way I've opened up to my boyfriend. And I need to work on that. But um, if I were dating somebody and I let them into really private, per- like you need to be on the privy side of like needing to learn all the stuff about what happened to my family or what happened to me, then um, I would be a lot more selective about like, well, who are you seeing? And, like, how are you involved with them and stuff? Um, if I started dating a guy and he was like, I really like you, I want to date you, but also I want some strange, I'd be like, alright, we need to have a conversation with that, and also, if you're going to be dating that many people, like, how often are you getting tested, because whatever I do with you, I might bring over, I might bring it over to my other person. So you're open I'm, for it as long as you're being safe, and they're, like, you have a connection with that person. And do I know, do they actually like me? Like, am I one of yeah, the... Yeah, if you guys are in a relationship. Am like, I one of the people who's just part of, like, the strange, or am I, like, no, an no, actual no, like, relationship? No, he, no, he's you're, like, relationship style, but he likes to go out and uh, get some muchachos yeah, on Fridays. Yeah, but that's kind of, like, what that falls on me. And also, that's, like, a, I don't want to... I don't want to be, like, the hypocrite. Like, I am seeing someone else. I prefer being in relationships that are closed because I like really intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. But if he came to me and he was very frank and he was like, I... She really... does anal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I do it too, but I'm not going to be like, hey, what's up? Anyway, uh, actually, he's not into that. That's really fucking weird. Y'all you pussy. Did... No, you guys did that podcast and you were, and you were like, oh, uh, guy, every guy's into anal, blah, blah. His one, And when I asked him about it, he was like, oh, gross. I was like... You're gonna age and you're gonna change your mind because he's younger than me. So he's I think it's. Ew. I think I think he just hasn't come across it yet, but he'll change his mind. But anyway, if he did meet uh, somebody and he was like, "Man, she's fucking hot. I just want to go at it," I'd be like, "Well, you talk to me about it. Just make sure she's safe and you're safe." But that's what I said. It's the difference because if it's something where I find out about it after and I didn't know about it, that's when it starts to feel like cheating and being like, "You don't really want to be in this relationship. You just want to have fun. Like, go fucking have fun. It's not my business." I, my paternal, Would you want to hear about him if he wanted to talk? I mean, talk? I don't know if I want to hear all, like, the... You know what? I can't tell you. Yeah. I don't know. He's I've like, never I, been, I don't want to do anything with you, been, but I want to do with I've her. never <laughs> been in those situations. I've never been in a situation with, like that before. But I want to think that as long as he communicated with me before, I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, And then if he wanted to talk to me, I'd just be like, I, I guess. He's a I high five. <laughs> I can't honestly say because I'm one of, because I learned a long time ago that if I am jealous or I'm feeling those things, I need to talk about them up front. Right. So I won't know those feelings until I actually have it. Um, I did. You know what though? My girlfriend did have a friend. She got like super close with, and she was talking about her all the time. And like, I hated her, and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to like, and I, and I, because I didn't think I was a jealous person, but I think. Turns out, I'll stab a bitch. <laughs> yeah. For, no, it wasn't. It was. It was. I think watching your partner fall for someone before they know if they're interested in someone mm. is harder than just having your partner figure out. I like this person and talking to you about it because when you're watching it, you're like, you can't help but look at yourself. Like, oh, don't I do those things? Like, don't I do that? Yeah. You can't help. And that it. would probably be, I think, one of the most tough, the hard, one of the hardest things to navigate is this, this person liking somebody else because you're in that kind of relationship. Yeah, right? you can't help it. And this happened to me twice because she and they were they turned out being just friends, but I had been waiting to see if it would turn into something. But the way that she like expressed or talked about them made me go like. 
hmm. bitch <laughs> i know and so one of them of principal when i met i was like i don't like you you fucking whore <laughs> i hated her and i didn't even know why and then later on like later on they had like a falling out i was like <laughs> but i didn't Sweet. want it but i didn't want to be that person i had to like address that part of myself but that's one of the things like like that's why i'm saying polyamory doesn't mean like you're never jealous it just no, means no, that no, when yeah. it happens you have to address it you have to be like okay well why okay so with this specific situation with this like person that she was friends with she like uh she was like idolizing like the style she was doing or like the music or the books like all the stuff that we used to talk about we don't talk about it as much so it made me kind of think like Oh, like the so. connection strong or something, and then just yeah, like, yeah, which I think is natural in like every relationship, right. polyamory or monogamous or whatever it is. When you look at your snip gallery and you're like, oh, they're bonding with someone over the things we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had to just kind of like reckon with myself that like I don't talk to her about that stuff anymore. That's my problem. Like I have. When's the last time I talked to her about like a book I really liked or like what was going on with my life in that way? And so I just kind of had to like get over it. And then later on, when it turned out that like the friend was doing some shitty stuff i was like i know it (laughs) but it wasn't it wasn't the same thing like my my relationship to how i viewed that other person was not the same as their falling out but i it's a trick human the human condition is to look at it and to like you we are we are naturally narcissistic yeah we are naturally always looking at like how we relate to things so when somebody goes through a trauma they lose a family member or whatever it is i like naturally be like oh this happened this how i relate to it but that's not how it like works and everybody's mm. journey is very different so with this thing and uh, and in polyamory too how each person relates to a specific situation you have to look at it like they are their own person going through their own thing and you have to be very open-minded to it which is really fucking hard and also kind of makes you get put in this like i don't know weird place of like i don't want to say victimhood but you're constantly questioning yourself about like what are your feelings and what are the feelings of the situation that's happening i got you sorry i just got no, like no, a very no, long no. tangent no there. no it's okay um so my next one or last question rather is uh you let's go back to the um butchy lesbians oh yeah that and was fun let's that let's was so uh fun. so have you hooked up with some butchy lesbians is that i your haven't style? hooked up with butchy <laughs> lesbians but i'm attracted to someone i'm gonna explain why yeah, it's not the there. same it's not the same as like if some girl breaks up with some guy and they see a butchy lesbian uh so i went on this trip once with i was supposed to be chaperoning a bunch of high schoolers and they found out i was gay mm-hmm. and they teenagers are really fucking awful and terrible <laughs> yeah, they are. and they ask really like intrusive questions and they also try to shit on you at the same time mm-hmm. uh like there's this weird thing that i guess people have about like if you're lesbian why do you use dildos i know this is not quite related to your question but i'm gonna go straight to it no let's get in uh, there yeah. <laughs> if you're what feels good sexually is not the same as what you're attracted to. Like there are straight guys out there who are like love pegging. They're not attracted to dudes. They don't like like masculine men with dicks, but they like a hot chick and they like getting anal or Mm -hmm. fingered or whatever the fuck it is. And the same thing is for women. Like uh, you can be lesbian and only you are not attracted to like men. You're not attracted to like, 
the attitude you're not attracted to the physicality you love women women are fucking hot and you have sex by using a strap-on or you masturbate by using a dildo you like that salad this toss. Says, mm-hmm. natural <laughs> gas the, the sensations that your body generates like fucking i know guys who are like man if a if the wind went the right way i got a hard on doesn't mean you're attracted to, to a couch the those are nrbs no reason boners <laughs> <laughs> so if men can understand that you can like get turned on by random shit i don't know why it's so hard well, a strong breeze is is pretty it's erotic good, right? though. Like, and there are, there are chicks who are like a shower head was fucking great but it doesn't mean you're fucking only ever gonna fuck a like shower or whatever Sometimes. like your your physical <laughs> body's reaction to certain reactions doesn't equate to your i don't want to say mental because it's not exactly mental. no it's a good way of explaining i think i didn't really get that either honestly i would say that too i'm like if you don't like dick why are you always that, that was that because was your physical a, yeah. sensation like you can be tickled no, by you can be yeah. tickled by multiple people it's not like it's the same per- not the tickling is the same as sex but the sensation of being touched a certain way and like it's not like eating out is exclusive to men knows they don't do it enough but anyway i think about like <laughs> dj Khaled, how he made that like really proud quote and he was like i don't eat out pussy or whatever it was and i was like dude you are not doing yourself favors yeah get it together <laughs> man no i thought you were going to talk about the um dj Khaled's toothbrushing commercial which was like circular motion circular motion. So i thought you were going to use that as a reference for EDI. <laughs> no but i will tell guys alphabet just do the alphabet anyways uh i ain't got no learning yeah so in in reference to butch lesbians it's not necessarily um you know how uh i'm gonna dude let me think on a like bisexual brain level here guys are really interested in those cool girls the girls who are like super fly and like seem a little badass and probably a little bit dangerous yeah um women feel that way about women too you see that girl it's like a little bit butch and you're probably like man she could probably fuck some shit up and she could probably ride a motorcycle it's the same fucking thing so it's almost kind of like that um alpha sort of yeah like maybe you're just into maybe the thing that you're attracted to is just being able to know that someone i don't want to say because there are femmes who are okay you ever talked to have you ever interviewed anybody that's really into like the bdsm community no uh no a couple people though you should because that's some really fucking interesting stuff like mm. i've kind of dabbled in it but it's not quite the same but if you meet somebody who's interested in like there are people there are, are uh stereotypes that are given to like queer women who the woman who looks like the man is the top but that's not true you'll meet you'll meet couples where like the girl who wears like designer jewelry and really long hair and does her lashes the one who does all the shit she's um, feather in the butt just saying i got you but uh (laughs) that's kind of the same thing like it's just the uh the visual attraction to somebody like i've i've been friends with lots of couples where the one that you think is like the butch lesbian is actually the one who likes being on the bottom also did you do you know what a pillow princess is uh, I don't. I love this. I love this when I meet, like, <laughs> no offense, but I love when I meet straight people who are like, I don't fucking know this terminology. So a pillow princess in the queer and, like, lesbian community is the really normally princess girl who just, like, lays on the pillow and just, like, does all, like, gets all of the pleasure. Okay. She's, like, the, the quote-unquote most bottom of bottoms. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that, there's, like, all kinds of, uh different dynamics that happen in a lesbian relationship so when he was mentioning uh, when lee was mentioning oh i don't get like when they leave a guy and they go for like a butch lesbian for all you know what they were attracted to was like that masculinity not even masculinity just somebody who uh 
I can tell you that there's a couple um like more mask butch type lesbians really into like bicycles short hair and shit and you're like I'd fucks with it it's just that whole feeling of like attractiveness and there is a certain tone of masculinity but mostly it's like a non-binary gender like ultra gay like vibe like you just want to you just I don't know. They just I, have that presence to them, that aura yeah, sort of, it's where like it's a, like, this it's is their like, energy. It, and then. it surpasses their gender. They are so comfortable in what they are. This is what they want to do. This is what they're at. It's direct. Yeah. So, I don't know if, dude, yeah, this is why it was one of those questions where I was like, dang, if you ever introduce two people at the same time, they want to be like, hey. But and I think a, a hard part is, um, for me, I know for me personally, I know a couple lesbians that I'm really cool with, but for the most part, um, lesbians don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't oh. have that problem too. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> no. I have a few friends that are lesbians, and they're super really nice. But uh, I don't know. Like I have every I, okay. The most of the lesbians I've met because I mentioned most of my friends are guys. Most of the lesbians I've met have been through my girlfriend, and she works in San Francisco, so she meets. Also, this is my how I'm going to go back to like how the queer community has its own problems. There are like uh there's like a classism sort of so all the so some of the lesbians i've met that i haven't quite gotten along with they're like business gays (laughs) they're like in hierarchy make a lot of money bought their house and they only want to talk about stocks and stuff or whatever it is and at that point i'm kind of like yeah boring i don't want to talk to you so we don't get along but um the other hand i've worked at starbucks and i've met some that are like just freshly like they just got married they're super sweet they work with like um community service to work with like people of sex with that have handled sex abuse and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so dude it's like a tricky situation especially i find it really interesting because whenever you see like um social media talking about people who push um like reform there's a lot of lesbians that are on the front line of Mm -hmm. like uh social justice Mm -hmm. like people like it's uh people of color people of color who are trans lesbians they're usually the really serious kind it's a lot easier to meet a lot of gays that just want to go to a bar and hang out (laughs) it's because lesbians are so busy that's my opinion (laughs) (laughs) i feel like uh i i do run into a lot of queer people and i do run into a lot of um women who date women uh i personally have more friends who are more on the bi spectrum but that's because like i said it's kind of like a weird gate kept area because i feel like i've met a lot of lesbians and then when they find out i'm bi they're like i don't want to do anything with you Mm. which is weird because that kind of falls into like how it feels with men like when men are like ah you're a whore that happens with like with like lesbians they look you and they're like oh you're bi i don't want to talk to you like Mm. what have you been up to that's the weird problem i met plenty of lesbians that are like chill and i still talk yeah, to I know. them on a regular basis yeah. but mm-hmm. um in general it's dude like it's me specifically who you're interviewing i've had a hard time getting to know all the women i have a lot of friends i have a lot of guy gay friends i have a lot of trans friends not a lot but like a few trans friends and i don't make a lot of friends with lesbians because there's this weird i maybe it's my own fault but if i meet somebody if i meet a group and they're like oh we're lesbian or whatever and this is my girlfriend, I'm really anxious to say like, I'm bisexual. If I meet him with my girlfriend, I have a way easier time. But if I meet them and I'm like by myself. And They're I just to... like, oh, you're down to do whatever kind of thing. Yeah, I can get that. It's just mm-hmm. tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, it's... It, it's like there's no fair ground. But that's mm-hmm. like all of society. Like there's always. There's always something that, yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. There's always something. It fucking sucks. 
It does. But um, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, I think we could talk for, you know, forever about this and hopefully we can get you back on and actually have some questions set out. If you do that thing with your friend. Yeah. No. I got, yeah. Let I got get, Love to get Louie on and, uh, you know, um, it's always, like I said, it's always good to, to discuss things that you don't know and to, to shit on each other's ideas and to embrace each other's ideas. So thanks for taking the time, Alex Rush. Um, it was a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. Peace.